Hello and welcome to this episode of Grace Podcast. I'm Timothy Muse. I'll be your host today. I am the creator of Grace Life Coaching. This podcast is the digital arm of Grace Life Coaching. It's great to have you today. Thanks for being part of this. Thank you for investing your time and your interest in this. It is by your investment that we are able to continue to do what we do. As I've said many times, time is our greatest commodity. And the fact that you're willing to invest your time in this uh, is truly a blessing. It's truly a gift to me. Uh, But I also think it is something that we are um, willing to invest to advance ourselves and to grow. So thank you for that. Thank you for making me a part of your life, even if you're uh, doing something else while you're listening. A lot of times I'll listen to a podcast and I'll be doing something else at the same time. So uh, if you're at the gym or you're walking the dog or you're driving the car, whatever it is that you're doing, thank you for making this podcast a part of that time. I really do appreciate it. And I really do appreciate the opportunity to be part of your life. Uh, if you're listening to this on through one of the social media platforms, uh, Uh, Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, please tag us, follow us, share it out there by your work, by your willingness to get it out there to others. Other people can experience this podcast. And if you're listening on one of the platforms, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, please follow us and give us a rating and review. Every positive rating and review that we get is something, is a way for them, the the platform to say, hey, people are paying attention to this, so maybe we should pay attention to it too. So please follow us, get it out there. We'd love to be part of whatever aspect of life that you're doing and would love to be able to reach out to others. This is definitely an organic uh, podcast. We don't have any big sponsors. We don't have any big engines behind it. So um, it's by your work that we're able to share this information. And again, this is not privileged information. This is this this is information that we can all benefit from. When I'm better, you're better. When you're better, we're better. When we grow together, the human community is better. We struggle when we don't advance. We struggle when we are either all the same or we try to keep people down because we don't want to allow others to advance we're better when we're better together when we're better individually that's just the way it works uh so this is a way for us to be better together by advancing this information so please get it out there and if you'd like to contact me directly you can reach out through the website gracelifecoaching.com uh that's got all my information and all my contact information if you want to do some coaching have some conversations i'd love to hear from you i really would i'd love to hear where you're at i'd love to hear what you're doing all right so let's jump into it here and uh, I'm going to go into a, a multi-part series here. I know I don't do this very often, but I'm going to do it anyway, just because I think that um, there's, and, there, and there's a lot more that I could wrap around this topic, and maybe I will, but uh, let's start f- where we're at. So I'm probably looking at three parts here on the question of why is it so hard to change? Why is it so hard to change? Uh, you know, when we look at the model of Grace Life Coaching, getting real with where you're at, releasing the energy of the past, accepting the need to change, creating a plan, then executing. You know, the first two parts of that is all about uh, kind of doing the hard work of figuring out where you are and, and, and allowing yourself to try again. Even if maybe you've tried it before, that's what I mean by releasing the energy of the past. But, you, but then we have to accept the reality that we have to change. And change is something that that is all around us, but we're so resistant to it. We're so we so struggle with change. I'll talk with many people who'll be like, you know, I, I want to do better, but it's such a struggle. I just can't seem to do it. So I want to dig in a little bit as to why this is, as to what is behind this. And I really look at three different pieces 
Uh, that's why I said I'll do a three-part series. So today, we're going to look at kind of the biology of it. Uh, the next session, we'll look at, at the emotional aspect of it. And then the third session, we'll look at the systemic aspect of it. Because uh, it, it's bigger than just, I don't feel like doing it, or I don't want to do it. It's bigger than that. And we, do, we need to acknowledge that it's bigger than that. And that's why I want to spend the amount of time that I want to spend on it uh, to talk about why it's so hard to change. And it really is. I mean, it is hard to change. Uh, it is hard to do something new. So why is that? So let's talk about the brain first. Let's talk about the biological aspect of change. Okay. And there is a biological aspect of change. Um, and this is important. Now, I'm no neuroscience. I'm no, no, I'm no neuroscientist. Uh, and I'll caveat this. I'll caveat this first with that. I'm not a neuroscientist, but I've done just a, a wee little bit of scratching the surface. I'm sure there are plenty other neuroscientists who out there who could do a far better job. And maybe, maybe even this will help you to want to research them a little bit more because maybe I'll say something that'll spark in your life that, um, that that might prompt you to do a little more research. So I'm not a neuroscientist, but I do know enough to be able to hold at least a few minute conversation about it. And this is not a clinical podcast. Again, I've said this before. So if you are someone who's struggling with addiction or uh, behavior patterns that are deep and entrenched and you want to change them, maybe this podcast will give you a spark, but there, there's going to be someone you're going to need far deeper, uh, some kind of uh, clinical therapist or counselor who can walk with you. And maybe you might even need some medical intervention. Um, but these are... but but. This is not meant to be, um, you know, a podcast is going to help you overcome addiction. Now, maybe it will. Maybe it will spark you to something. This is meant for, I, I give this podcast for, you know, for all of us who are out there, um, for all of us who are out there, of course, uh, but for those who are struggling with everyday kind of change, everyday kind of um uh, run of the mill. I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to detract from uh, from any of that. Uh, again, I just want to make sure. I want to make clear that we're, I want to make it all clear for everybody that that I'm not giving advice as to how to overcome addiction. Um, that's not what this is about. Uh, now, this might help, and I'm not going to say that it won't. But it. Uh, I'm. I'm talking about um, something far more. You know, kind of rudimentary and daily. I guess is the better word I'm looking for. So, so, and I apologize if I've, if, if in this I'm offending anybody, it's not my intention at all. So, um, all right. So let's talk about the brain. Let's talk about how the brain works. All right. And let's talk about the importance of the brain. First and foremost, the importance of the brain, the brain controls everything in our body. It controls our, our physical being, our, all of our systems. It controls our emotions. The brain is vital. Okay, so as one would imagine, the brain takes up singularly more energy than any other organ in our body. The brain takes up approximately 20% of our energy consumption in the day, which makes sense because it's the central computer running everything. So we need to be feeding the brain with energy, oxygen, food, all this kind of stuff. So we need to be feeding the brain. So the brain uh, consumes a great deal of energy. The brain is also extraordinarily efficient. The brain wants to be as efficient as possible. 
Okay, so with efficiency, uh, you can imagine with efficiency, we, we, we are efficient because we, we do things over. We create routines. Routines create efficiency. So the brain that's consuming a great deal of energy, over 20% of, of our daily consumption, that's a massive amount of energy, plus this organ wants to be extremely efficient. So it will continue to create and come up with ways to be efficient. And like I said before, using routine is one of the primary ways that we create efficiency. We create efficiency by building muscle memory, by building routine, by doing things over and over again. And as we do them over and over again, the brain has to work less in order to do something. Okay. We would call these neuropathways. Now, maybe you've heard about neuropathways and neuroplasticity, which is the ability of the brain to change and, uh, you know, like clay. You know, if you have a ball of clay that's wet, you can mold it. If you have a ball of clay that's dry, you can't. All right. So neuroplasticity is about keeping the brain in a state of being able to be molded. All right. We've we've heard a lot about this. This is, you know, I'm not going to say cutting edge because it's about 15 years out now, but we've heard a lot about this and we continue to hear a lot about it. And it's important. And this is where uh, you know, neuroscience is really pressing the field and really pressing forward into uh, how do we keep young? How do we keep our thoughts young? All, all this kind of stuff, um, neuroplasticity. But I'm going I'm to veer away from neuroplasticity uh, a little bit and get back to these neuropathways. And if, you're, if you want to think about a, a neuropathway, think about the carpet in your house, okay? So the carpet in your house has wear patterns because we walk those patterns the same way. I mean, uh, you know, in, in, in my house, there's a distinct wear pattern between the kitchen door uh, through the dining room into what would be the back room or we call the Florida room because uh, it's kind of shaped like what, you know, a three season room. Um, and it's actually a four season room. But nonetheless, um, I don't want to get sidetracked here on why we call what we call uh, anyway. But there's a distinct pathway. If you look at our carpet in our household, you see distinct pathways of how people walk over and over and over again. It's the shortest distance. It's the same direction. So that's what a neuropathway is, the brain. So when we do something, when we do something, whatever it is, uh, let's say pick up a pencil. All right. Um, when we pick up a pencil, the brain says we're picking up a pencil. It creates a pathway. Uh, and if we pick up that pencil again, the brain says, oh, we're doing this twice. So that pathway gets a little bit deeper and a little bit deeper and a little bit deeper and a little deeper. Every time we do something, the brain creates a deeper aspect to that pathway. When we do it over and over, the brain recognizes it and say, hey, this is important. So the more we do it, the, the deeper the pathway gets or the bigger the pathway gets. Think things like brushing your teeth. How much do you need to think about brushing your teeth? That's why before when I talked about habit stacking, uh, you know, habits are deeply ingrained neuropathways. We just do them. We do them over and over and over. Uh, brushing our teeth or how we make our coffee or how we hold a pencil or a pen. Do we even think about it? When you pick up a pencil or pen and put it in your hand, do you think about how you hold it? No, you don't because your brain has created that neuropathway. Okay. Your brain wanting to be efficient says, oh, we're going for a pencil. This is how we hold it. Now, you have to think to hold a pencil differently. Okay. That is... Uh, how the brain works. And the more we do something, the bigger the pathway gets. Okay. The more we do something, the bigger pa the pathway gets. It becomes a neuro highway, then a neuro super highway. Think, think this, you know, when you drive to work in the morning, if you commute to work, when you drive to work in the morning, do you think about how you're going to drive to work? 
you get in the car, you back out of the driveway, you pull out of the garage, you make the turn that you need to turn and you just get there. And sometimes, you know, you could get home from work or get to work. I don't, I don't even remember getting here. That's because the neuropathway is so deeply entrenched in your brain. Your brain knows how to do it almost unconsciously. Almost unconsciously. So that is how neuropathways work. That is how the brain who can, that consumes so much energy is so highly efficient because it creates these entrenched pathways of behavior. All right. So think about this. If you're going to change, that means you need to create a new pathway. That means you need to create a new direct, a new direction. Well, if you look at the brain being highly energy consumption and highly efficient, is the brain going to want to create a new highway? No, the brain's going to want to keep doing the same thing we did before. The brain's going to be like, wait a minute, why are we cutting down the trees on the side of the road when we have a perfectly good road here? We just paved this thing and it's all nice and smooth and it's got a, a rest stop and it's got a coffee shop. Why are we going in a new direction? No, no, no. Let's stay on the, stay on the superhighway. Stay on the superhighway. Stay on the superhighway. Don't go in a different direction. That's what the brain is saying. So when we talk about change, the brain chemically is like, no, 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 I don't want to waste that kind of energy. Let's just keep doing the same thing over and over again. And, the, and, and here's the thing. Here's what we need to realize. The brain does not categorize good or bad behavior. Okay. So, so let's say that, um, again, we're driving to work and the brain says, we're going to pull out of the driveway and we're going to turn right and we're going to go down the road and we're going to turn left and we're going to get on the highway. Now, that works. But if you're going to, uh, if you realize that the highway is closed down, your brain's like, go to the right and go to the left. But if you have to go to the left and get on the other highway, your brain's like, no, 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 we're going in the wrong direction. We're going in the wrong direction. Kind of like a GPS is like recalibrating, 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 recalibrating. Your brain's going haywire. Okay. Your brain wants to get back on that super highway. So your brain, wanting to be as efficient as it can be, is going to push you back onto that superhighway, even if that superhighway is, is inaccessible or self-destructive. Okay, So you spend years coming home from work, plopping down on the couch, watching friends, all right? Uh, and eating bonbons. Okay, well, it's not good for your mental health. It's not good for your physical health. All right, well, then friends ends and bonbons stop being made. Well, your brain's like, hey, couch, friends, bonbon, let's go. And you're like, no, no, no more couch, no more friends, no more bonbons. We are going to walk after dinner and we are going to eat healthy and we're going to listen to meditation rather than um, rather than watching friends. Well, your brain's like, no, haywire, no, 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 no. See how the brain works. The brain wants to be so efficient uh, that it creates these neural pathways. All right. So... If we want to change, it is physically very difficult because our brain doesn't want to do something new. All right. We have to force our brain to write new, to create new pathways, to create new directions. And that is very energy consuming and time consuming. So, uh, so, so here's, here's some, um, uh, some, so how do we overcome this? That would be the ultimate question. Okay, we get it. How do we overcome it? So once we realize this, once we realize that um, this is how it works, that routine creates these pathways, then we have to go about the business of creating different routines. 
creating different behavior patterns that will lead to success and change. All right. So the first thing I'm going to recommend in this is when you're creating new routines, when you're create, when you're thinking and you're looking to change, do it when you're fresh. Do it when you have the most energy. And that's usually in the morning. All right. So if you want to start a workout routine, let's say you want to add um, exercise to your life and you say, I'm going to start exercising after work every day. Well, by the time you get done working every day, you know, your body's tired, you're mentally tired you're, and, and you have a better you have a better excuse not to do it. If you want to start some kind of movement routine, if at all possible, do it in the morning when you're fresh, when your brain is fresh, when you're first awake, when you have the most energy, oftentimes People want to change, but they engage that change when they're at their energy low point. Well, their brain, being efficient as it is, doesn't want to deal with taking more energy than it has to. So it's going to say no. When we wake up in the morning, when we're first starting out in the day, we are we are at the most energetic. We are at the most. And if you're not, then we need to talk about sleep patterns and behavior patterns. And we can, you know, and we can we can delve into that. Um, but you want to you want to engage change when you're at your highest energy level. And usually that is in the morning. Now, that may not be true for everybody. Some people get high energy levels at night. You find your pattern. You find your place where your energy level is at its peak. And that's when you engage change. That's when you engage change. Okay, you engage change when it, when you're at your energy peak because then your brain's not as is is going all wonky because you're wasting energy. Well, I got a little extra energy to spare here, so I'm going to use it to do change. And then at the end of the day, your brain's like, "Oh man, I'm so exhausted," uh, but your brain's not connecting that exhaustion to the change you started in the morning. Maybe your emotions are, but we'll talk about that. Um, in the next episode. Uh, so, so first thing, when you enact change, do it in the morning, do it in the morning and, and you don't have to make massive change. Again, if you think about how energy works, don't make massive change, little change, little change, little steps over a long period of time are far more, uh, are far more, um, uh, far more, uh, oh, the word just went right out of my head. See how this works? Yeah, the word just went sustainable. <laughs> there it is. Far more sustainable than massive changes all at once. So small steps over time, do them when you're at the highest energy, your peak energy level, and that way your brain isn't going to, you know, kind of drag you down. All right. Second thing, second thing is don't let your emotions get in the way. Don't let your emotions overrun you. And we'll talk about uh, we'll talk about that a little bit more in the next episode. But don't let your emotions get in the way. Don't be like, well, I don't feel like getting up today and going to the gym. Or I don't feel like getting up today and going for a walk. Or I don't feel like getting, getting wet walking in the rain. Don't let your emotions get in the way. Because it's your brain saying, no, no, no. We're going to use every trick possible to keep you on this narrow pathway. And so it's like, we don't feel like it today. This bed is so comfy. Yeah, I know my belly hurts and my hips hurt and my knees hurt and, and I can't fit into the suit I want to wear, but this bed feels so comfortable. I don't feel like get moving, get to it, commit, commit. Don't let your emotions get in the way. Don't let that. And I don't feel like it, uh, get in the way of doing what you need to do, or I, I have other things that I could be doing. Nope. Nope. This is, you're investing in you. And so don't let your emotions get in the way. And the third thing is, um, commit to your routine. You know, again, commit to it. Uh, it's it's you know because oftentimes I'm going to change and I'm going to put myself into it for you know a week, 
And then, well, after a week, well, it's not doing any good. So, um, you know, so so I'm, I'm going to stop. Look, understand this to be true. We create neuro superhighways by doing something over and over and over again. If you got on the couch and ate bonbons and watched Friends every night for two years, you can't expect to change that behavior pattern in two weeks. You can't. So commit to the routine. Now, maybe you need to adjust the routine. Maybe, maybe you need to, to tweak it, okay, or, or alter the routine. But commit to the routine. Commit to the change. Uh, because that's how you build new superhighways. That's how you build new neural pathways. So, so do things when you're fresh, start the new pathways when you're fresh, start the new ideas when you're fresh. First thing in your peak energy level, use some of that extra peak energy to do the change. You'll feel better and you, you'll, it'll, it'll be easier. And I'm using air quotes. I know you can't see me, but be easier um, if you're at fresh energy levels too. Um, you know, do it even if you don't feel like it. Don't allow your emotions to dictate the choices. Do it even if you don't feel like it. And three is commit to the routine. Commit to the action long term. Don't just be like, well, I'm going to do it for a week. And if it, if it, if it doesn't, you know, if I don't feel better in a week, then I'm not going to do it. Because most of the time, what you're trying to undo, you've been doing for years. And so if you want to undo it, you have to commit to more than just a week or two weeks or a month. If you want to commit to a new behavior pattern, statistically, there are those who say you have to do it from anywhere from 21 to 60 days uh, before a new behavior pattern is going to be ingrained in the brain and, and overtake an old one. So, so you can see that you need to commit to it. It takes time. It takes investment. It takes commitment. It takes grit. Um, and it takes a willingness to create those new neural pathways. So, so, so biologically, it is hard to change. Biologically, it is hard to change our thoughts and our actions. Uh, but it's not impossible. It's not. It's not impossible. And for us to be the best us, you know, for us to be better than we were yesterday, we have to commit to that willingness to invest the energy, even if it's hard, even if it's difficult. So, all right, my friends, that's what I got for you for part one. Um, I hope this is helpful again. And, and this is just, this isn't even scratching. This isn't even identifying the tip of the iceberg. This is just saying that we're in water, that there might be icebergs. There probably are icebergs. There's so much more to it than this. So please, you know, if, if you want more information, Google it, YouTube it, reach out to me. I'll get you some more information on it if you like. Uh, but I hope this is helpful. As always, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, if you want to reach out to me, the website's gracelifecoaching.com. Uh, please share us out there, get us out there so that everybody can also have access to this. Because at, at Grace Life Coaching, we want you to be the best you.